Welcome to the Damn Good Dogcast. This is your host, Robert Reynolds. What a lot of news today. Good and bad, mostly bad, uh, but it is what it is. Let's just put it that way. Um, first off, over the weekend, uh, let's start with the good news, right? NFL draft. Uh, nine guys uh, get drafted, uh, sets the school record, uh, under or Kirby Smart sets the school record. Um, this whole Kirby can't develop mantra makes no sense to me. It makes none to me, honestly. Um, you know, doing less with more, I don't even, I don't want to hear that either. Uh, you know, that's just a bunch of BS to me. That's just my take on that. Um, you know, other than that, though, obviously another uh, recruiting news, 2022, uh, Denylon Morissette com- uh, announces his commitment, um, which moving over uh, to the, I guess, bad news, uh, lose a commitment. Uh, Donovan Westmoreland goes to South Carolina, uh, flips over that way. Um, and then uh, Major Burns hits the portal. So, you know, looking at the, you know, looking at the portal news, let's just be honest here. I think we're about to see a, I think we're about to see a huge amount of this happening. So this is only the beginning. Uh, in my opinion, I, I think it's just that's the way it's going to be. Um, you know, this basically what the NCAA's done has created a free agency uh, with this one-time rule. So be prepared for more to come. So we will, uh, you know, honestly, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, it's going to be interesting, obviously, uh, because Major was a or you know Major Burns was our. Uh, one of our guys in our secondary, obviously, right now we're kind of depleted, um, you know, with, with experience. So, you know, obviously that that stings a lot. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I think, you know, Kirby's going to have these guys ready to go or they're going to have to be ready to go, let's just say. Um, so, you know, with that, obviously, you're going to have to deal with it. Um, you know, and honestly, the portal, you know, the portal can take away, but also the portal can give it, right? Uh, you know, look at Tyke Smith is just as an example. Um, you know, looking into it, I, I think I would expect Kirby to hit the uh, the portal again. Um, you know, we've got a couple spots open right now. Uh, I think you know, if with the news of uh, Major going uh, into the portal, I think that should open up a uh, a spot. So if that does, you know, then you can pull another guy from the um, from the uh, portal. Right? I think you have to. Uh, or you just stack up DBs in the uh, 2022 class. I'm telling you, 2022 cycle, and I guarantee you the 2023 cycle are about to be absolutely stacked with DB talent. No question about it. it that's just the I think just that's just the way it's going to be. Um, you know, you take you know who we've got already with Marquise Gross, Killebrew. Uh, you know, just all the current commits we have. And honestly, you're looking at Keon Sab, Kamari Wilson, possibly, right? You've got Malachi Starks in the fold right now. So much Deion Smoke Bowie, so much talent already committed to Georgia that's only going to be more um, deep as the as the recruitment cycle comes on. I think that's got to be the case, and I think Kirby knows it, and I think that's what's going to happen. So, you know, expect this to be the beginning of the uh, – I wouldn't say the beginning of the end – is it's going to be the beginning of something bigger. And I don't think it's just Georgia. I think it's NCAA wide. I think you've literally set up the example that if you don't play, you move on. That's just the way that's going to be. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. 
uh, guys, buckle up. There's a lot of shit going on, and it's about to be intense. Um, you know, and you know, looking into the 2022 cycle as well. Let's be honest here too. Expect some decommits everywhere. I think everywhere is going to happen. You know, looking into this 2022 cycle, you know, these kids never really got to be on campus. Uh, and you know, June 1st, obviously the the commits uh, are allowed to go visit these campuses. Georgia already has a loaded lineup from the 4th to the 6th of June, that first weekend. Absolutely stacked, basically coming to Athens. And obviously that's the way it's going to have to be. Um, so definitely worth keeping on, uh, keeping an eye out there. Um, it's just going to be so much going on. It's just a lot. Um, nothing bad, but just saying, get ready, buckle up, because recruiting is about to take a very wild ride, and really the portal will as well. Uh, you know, looking into it though, let's kind of stop from the recruiting standpoint right now for the, for the most part, and let's focus on the recap of the uh, the draft. Um, obviously, like I said, nine guys get drafted, uh, which obviously, like I said, is a record for the school. Um, like I, said, I don't understand this Kirby can't develop bullshit. I, I really can't. I, I really don't. Because our first round pick, right? Our one first rounder, Eric Stokes. Guys, he didn't even he came in as an athlete, didn't really play much DB, and he got drafted to the Packers in the 29th, uh, 29th pick. So I think he was a three-star man. That just tells you that's development right there in itself. Right there in itself. It, it just shows you that Kirby can develop. So anybody that wants to believe this, let me know. We'll come. I want, I want somebody to talk to me about that. And under, I want to listen to why somebody thinks that Kirby can't develop. Because just think, if we had nine guys this year got drafted, just imagine what next year is going to be. That's just my logic. I mean, right as it stands right now, I expect more guys to be drafted next year in 2022 than this year. And he set a record as it is now. So the whole Kirby can't develop thing just doesn't sit well with me. I, I, I don't believe it. I think it's, you know, I just think it's a bunch of bullshit, really. Um, but obviously, like I said, you know, you look at, you know, you had uh, Stokes going in to the Packers at 29. And then literally day two, the first pick, Tyson Campbell goes to the Jaguars. So, I mean, you know, obviously it is technically a, a day two pick. It's a round two pick. But damn, it's basically, a, a, you know, that's basically your round one, another round one technicality. I get it. I get it. But still, very, very, very high. Highest second round pick there is. Boom. There you go. You know, you have six guys get uh, uh, taken, right, on day two. So you got, you know, you're looking at, you know, Monty Rice going to, uh, no, actually, sorry, we'll go back in order. So you had uh, day one, obviously, we know uh, Stokes going to the Packers. You know, then you have Tyson Campbell to the Jaguars, Aziz to the Giants. Then you go Monty Rice to the Titans, uh, you know, Big Ben to the Ravens. I'm telling you right now, that is the best place for him to develop. Ken, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with where he went in that pick. It was, it was a perfect spot for him, in my opinion. Um, you know, and then you have Trey McKitty, right? Trey McKitty goes to the Chargers. Uh, you know, then you look at Richie, right? King LeCount uh, going to the Browns. Uh, Mark Webb goes to the Chargers, right? Nine, pick, nine picks get drafted. And then you obviously have a couple undrafted. Uh, Malik going to the Chiefs, actually. 
and uh, DJ Daniel to the Jaguars uh, going there with Tyson Campbell. So very good draft. Very good draft for Georgia. So this whole, this whole, like I said, going back to this, I've seen it all weekend. I, now, it's not just necessarily Georgia fans. It's just in general. I genuinely just find that funny. You know, outside of Bama and Ohio State, Georgia Georgia is second in, in that regard uh, with most uh, draft picks by, for a school. If that's not development, I don't know what the hell it is. Just in my opinion, I don't know what else it is. I don't know what to tell you. I genuinely don't. So, you know, looking into it that way, I, 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 find, there, I find there no argument with the development. And just wait because we know that 2022, it's going to be even more loaded. It's just going to be, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I, I genuinely do. You know, hell, just think about it. Jordan Davis basically gave up millions of dollars. I think with the defensive tackle uh, class this year, being so like it was, in my opinion, shit. It was not deep at all. Had he went, he's probably one of the. He's probably the first defensive tackle off the board. But he decides to come back, and Devontae White decides to come back. So definitely interesting to see why these guys come back. I'm not knocking it by any means. Not going to knock it whatsoever. Period. Right? Whatsoever. Glad to have these guys back. I think you have a good year. You know, if we have a good year. Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, they have good years. You know, I think if you have Zeus and uh, James Cook having a good year, obviously they made the choice to come back. I want to see us have a great year. And honestly, you know, push for what Bama just did, right? Six six first-round picks. Six. That's that's impressive. There's no question about it. You know, so I want to see Georgia get to that level, and I think Georgia can. So – Definitely something to worth uh, keeping an eye out for uh, moving forward. But like I said, 2021 draft was a huge success. Uh, you know, day one, sure, we thought, you know, Aziz would go. Um, you know, so that was kind of slightly disappointing there. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, maybe people thought that Tyson would go first round. I didn't necessarily believe that Stokes would, which would kind of surprise me, but I was not going to be mad. I was very excited. Uh, you know, I think. You know, looking at Green Bay with what I saw in the uh, NFC, NFC Championship game, it just got their cornerbacks just got roasted. So, you know, you add you add Stokes where he's kind of raw, but he's got so much athleticism he can recover. You know, you can teach those things. He's got good ball skills. I, I like his ball skills. He finds his way to the ball. Stuff like that is that's why he got drafted in the first round. And and Tyson Campbell, right there, thirty third pick. Same thing, right? Great ball skills. The entire secondary, four, four receive, uh, four DBs gets drafted. All four of them get drafted. Tie in the 04 Hurricanes. That that right there is huge because the 04 Hurricanes was loaded. They were loaded with NFL talent. It was insane. If if anybody remembers, that's huge. And honestly, who knows? It could get better. Really, you know what I mean? It, I'm not saying it might. I, I I don't know if it'll happen this year, but it may. Right? Depends on who leaves. So you know, and and let's be honest here. You have nine guys go to the NFL, like just straight drafted. That that helps recruits. That it it definitely helps recruits. But obviously, this is why recruiting is so important. 
you, you know, you don't look at stars. Stars don't mean shit. They really don't. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Stars do not mean a damn thing. Developing does. And this whole mantra of Kirby not developing, it's just hogwash. It really is. It really is. Uh, after this break, I'm going to come back and we're going to talk to Nylon Morissette and talk some 2022 recruiting. Uh, so stick around after this short break. Ever since I started podcasting, I've used Buzzsprout. And let me tell you this, you cannot go wrong with Buzzsprout. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. One of the hardest things about creating and starting your own podcast is not knowing what to do. Buzzsprout, it's super easy. You, They will help you out in regards to what to do. Buzzsprout will get your show listed in every major podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And Buzzsprout, and Buzzsprout is, is the best partner the best you can partner imagine. imagine. Uh, you'll get a great uh, looking, a great podcast, looking website, podcast website, audio players audio you can players drop you into, can your, drop other into websites, your other websites, detailed, detailed analytics, analytics to see how people, see are, how people are listening, uh, and, other uh, and other tools to promote your episode. Promote your and there's a lot more, a lot more than, just that. than just that. Join over 100,000 podcasts already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Follow the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. Get you a $20 Amazon gift Amazon card gift if you sign up for the paid plan and it helps support, it our, helps show. support our show welcome back here we are talking 2022 re- recruiting uh like i said at the beginning of the show uh you know we lose but we also give it uh, actually we picked up denial on more set obviously we lose donovan westmoreland today uh the three-star linebacker out of georgia um you know but with the nylon right that's our first receiver uh first receiver for the cycle First of many, in my opinion, uh, considering what's probably going to be going out of the door uh, in 2022. Uh, you know, looking at it, you know, I think that's the start of a big trend, really. Uh, you know, I think you look at guys like Kojo and or your Kojo Antwi and, you know, Evan Stewart out of Texas. You know, those are just two guys, <clears throat> just two that I think are really, you know, in my opinion, going to I think they'll fall to Georgia. Um Obviously, these in, you know these visits are going to be key. There's no question about it that the visits are going to be key. Um, you know, getting these guys on campus for the first time. Forget what you hear about the Zoom calls. Uh, you know, these guys are going to be in here, and and obviously with the uh, facility opening up, big news right there. That's a that's a great way to start off the recruiting. Uh, you know, getting these guys on campus with you know brand new facility. So I think that's going to help. You know, obviously everybody knows it's the arms race, right? You you look at facilities and stuff like that, which only is going to help your recruiting. So, you know, looking into that, I, you couldn't have timed it out better. And, you know, and the good thing is with, you know, with Josh Brooks now as our AD, he's, I think he understands and he's willing to do what, you know, he's just going to spend money. And, and Kirby, I think Kirby knows that and Josh Brooks knows that because that's what it's taken to win. There's no question about it. You you look at Clemson, you look at your Texas, you know, these world's world class facilities, world class. It brings in the best recruits. There's no question about it. But obviously it's not just the facilities, that is a very big piece of it. But like I said, obviously get denial on more set four star wide receiver. You know, I think it's gonna be a big pickup. It really will. Uh obviously you got Gunnar Stockton's big uh 
you know, target there life, you know, not lifelong, but been tar, you know, been playing on the seven on seven circuit uh, for a very long time together. And so you, the chemistry is there, right? The chemistry is automatically there with those two guys in the fold. Uh, obviously looking at keeping these guys, you know, committed. Uh, that's the, you know, that's the hard part now, but uh, you know, obviously I think now you have, obviously you have Gunner, uh, you know, recruiting. I think you have, you know, some outspoken guys, uh, gross killer bruise is an example, you know, getting these guys out Bear Alexander uh, has spoken about, you know, trying to recruit Evan to come in uh, from Texas, obviously got the Texas connection there, you know, and, and obviously with Jalen Walker, right. You're looking at States outside of Georgia that, you know, the commits that we have in there um, are, you know, have a big tie into some major, major uh, recruits, right. Travis Shaw is an example. You know, uh, Jalen uh, Walker commits, and then you see, you know, obviously the, the pieces start falling in, right? You have, you know, Jalen uh, Walker from Salisbury, Travis Shaw and Grimsley and Greensboro, you know, about, about 30 minutes to an hour away. But, you know, still they're close enough to two of the best talents in the in the state of North Carolina by far. Uh, one of the top several or top few guys um, in North Carolina. And they've played well, and they ha- and they have that friendship. So you get Jalen Walker in the fold, you know, you you start to look into that, and you know, from within that, now you're looking at pieces falling together. Maybe you know, Travis Shaw commits uh, along the defensive line hall. That's already insane. It's already insane, and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. So obviously, you have these guys recruiting from out of state, and obviously, when it comes down to the you know the commits. Uh, and the recruiting these recruits coming in for these official visits. That's huge because you get guys like, you know, from out of state that can actually come in and not have to worry about the, you know, spending their own money and stuff like that. That's a big deal, guys. That's a very, very big deal. So, you know, looking into that, I cannot wait to see what happens, but keep your expectations on an even level, right? Because, Obviously, we're in, we're in top. We're the top class right now, um, you know, with 12 commits. But that can change. Obviously, it doesn't matter right now. So don't don't under like don't get this twisted. I'm not bragging that we're number one. I'm not. I watched Tennessee. I watched Florida do this shit last year, and then you saw where they finished up. Right? We saw Tennessee fall like significantly with all their three star commits. So. You know, looking at it, obviously it's it's way too early to really get a feel for it. Uh, I do expect us to have a top three class, maybe even top two. I think just with the guys that we're in the fold for, and I think we'll commit. It's going to be a huge cycle. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I'm just saying. If just think of it, if we get Keon Sab and Kamari Wilson in the secondary with Smoke and with uh, Marquise Grove Killebrew and you know all the other guys that we've got you're talking about one of the most loaded classes you'll ever see in Georgia, at least for now. But then you have the 2023 class, which is just as loaded. So uh, I'm going to read a couple comments here. Obviously, uh, as you were seeing earlier, Robbie, Thrower, Sup Big Dog, uh, Chad Buchanan, Go Dogs, uh, and then Sickman Switchell. Uh, he says he's late, to, he's, he's late, but got to say I'm a little pissed with Major Burns right now, only because we're way thin in the secondary. You know, my take on that is I'm not going to bash a kid for making a decision for his, you know, for himself and for his family. Um, you know, I don't know the, yeah, I don't know the entire 
the entirety of the story. Um, my gut feeling has it's a family type thing. So I'm not going to bash a kid for that. I'm really not. I mean, it's just me. I, I, I can't bash a kid anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. I get it. You, you have the opportunity now. I mean, it stings Georgia for sure, you know, because we are kind of, you know, thin in the secondary. But that's just something that we've got to get used to. It really is. Um, and that's something, like I said, buckle up because it's only going to – this is just the beginning. It really is. Um, you know, Chad also says, you know, more importance of per recruit average. Uh, I'm assuming with the commits, um, you know, honestly, Chad, looking at, like I said, at the earlier in the show, stars don't really mean shit to me. It looks good with your, you know, your recruiting rankings and your class rankings and stuff. The real important part is getting these guys on the field and, and producing and developing and, and seeing what happened right with the 2021 draft. That's the ultimate goal. Um, because if you can do that, there's no question that these guys are going to come in. The recruits will come in. There's no question about it. So, you know, obviously it does matter to an extent, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, look, Kirby's taking taking three stars and put them in the first round. You know, J.R. Reed, uh, Stokes, it's just two examples, right? You look at Jordan Davis, man. Jordan Davis has a very high chance of going in next year's draft in the first round, possibly. And he was a three-star. So, you know, you look at that right there, and then you have, like, Tay Crowder as an example. Tay Crowder goes in, comes in as a running back, gets switched over to linebacker. He gets drafted in Mr. Irrelevant, right, seventh-round pick. But he actually makes a big impact. He makes a big impact on the Giants. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's the key for the development. It's not a matter of your star rankings and shit like that. Your development is, like, it's literally just so much more important. And honestly, like I said, Kirby has shown me he can develop. Now, obviously, we're not winning national titles. I get it. I do. And, and you know, and with the rankings, people want to throw that out there. You have top three, top four classes, right? But only one person can win the national title every year. So, you know, there's 160-some schools trying to fight for it. And, you know, not everybody's going to win it. But I'm not making excuses that we, we should be. We should be in the contention. I think we should be making the playoffs more, honestly. You know, we just we're not taking care of business. We're just not. And we need to. Um, but, you know, these recruiting classes give you a better somewhat of a better shot uh, to do that. Uh, you, I think you have to stay on par with that kind of recruiting, because if you don't, you're going to fall far. You know, you're going to fall behind. You're going to fall far behind. And that's something that Georgia can't afford. They, they just can't. <clears throat> so Chad also says to me what I feel I've seen. We do not do a good job of developing the player behind the ones, twos, and threes. They're not where they should be compared to the other programs. Uh, I can't necessarily 100% disagree because these guys, Georgia should be in a situation where, like a Bama, right? We saw what happened last year. uh, Jalen Waddle goes down for most of the season. Devontae Smith steps up and, and becomes a Heisman, right? Now, obviously, he was playing a lot anyway, but, you know, Mechie stepped up. Right. So you had these guys that literally took over and and stepped up and like you didn't miss a beat. That was the key. They didn't miss a beat. Uh, You know, you look at what happened when Jordan Davis and uh, Jordan Davis was out. Uh, That defensive line, even with Jalen Carter, Trayvon Walker, all those guys, they they weren't generating pressure like that. And and I think, Chad, if I'm not mistaken where you're going with that, that's kind of where you're wanting to see. You want to see those guys, Jalen Carter's, the Trayvon Walker's 
create that much more of an impact. Like you're not missing that beat, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you're looking into that. I, I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's what you're talking about. But it, it does, it, it shows up, right? You see, you know, Florida game and stuff like that where he's not playing, you know, or, you know, other games that he doesn't play. And where's the pass rush, right? Like there's no pressure in the middle. There's, you know, and, and that's what happens when Jordan Davis is in there. You create that havoc. He takes up two blockers constantly, and, and you allow the linebackers in there, or you allow another guy off the edge to come in uh, and, and come in with a little bit more passion and fire in there, a little bit easier in there. That That's the kind of production that we need to see from Trayvon, and we need to see from Jalen Carter, and I think we're going to see that. I, I genuinely do because we have a full offseason. You know, I, I, that's the key there. Having a complete offseason – Finally, for these guys that came in last year, you know, like I said, Carson Beck never had one. He never had, you know, and we saw what happened to G-Day. He, I thought he looked very good. Um, you know, uh, Jalen Carter, you get that offseason, he looked damn good. He looked really good. So you get these guys, you see what they're developing with, when you actually have the offseason, you have your spring camp going into summer camp and then the fall camp, getting ready for the season. It's so it, it's so vital for those guys to get those reps, especially right now, because really once you get the, the spring camp over with, you know, at that point, outside of your competition battles, you're kind of just getting what reps you can. So obviously getting the most reps, you know, is going to be key there. And, and honestly, and, you know, Chad talks about it being across the board uh, with DBs and O-line. And in all honesty, I look at it this way. I don't care what anybody says. You, our D-line, I think, is set. Receivers, I think they can still have some competition, especially with with, uh, with um, Pickens being out. You kind of fight for, you know, jostling for position there. Uh, guys coming back from injuries, you know, in the receiving core there. But I'm telling you right now, the key for the summer camp and, and into the fall camp is what you just said, DBs and offensive line. Though You're going to see a continuous competition there. It, it's going to be a fucking fierce one. It really is. I, I think it has to be. And, on, and it all starts with September 4th. Every Georgia fan has it marked on their calendar. We know the importance of that game. It's a rivalry game. You know, sure, it's in Charlotte. It doesn't matter. It's Clemson. It's Clemson. You have to be ready for them. You have – your guys have to be experienced. You've got to be sound. There's no getting around it. We're about to see what our team is made of, game one. Obviously, there's a lot of games after that, right? The rest of the season falls in after that. But it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. And it's going to see where we are. You know, Obviously, there's a lot of room for improvement. I'm sure there will be. But if we can hold our own and we pull out a win, come on. That, that right there tells you, handle your business and we'll be in the fucking playoffs. No question about it. No question. Oh, yeah, and if you're curious, Chad also gave us a countdown. 124 days until we see the Tigers of Clemson in Charlotte. Thank you, Chad, for that countdown, sir. But we start with we start with Clemson, and I think everything that goes on right now, and it's been going on for since you know since the end of the season. Everybody's had that on their calendar. Even people that aren't Georgia or aren't Clemson fans have that on their calendar. If, if you don't, if you're not familiar with one of our recent episodes, uh, Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up Show, one of, one of the South Carolina guys, comes on. He, he's going to be watching. 
he even said it himself. He can't wait to watch that game. That game's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. But let's make sure that we go out there and play a, play a damn good football game. You know, and, and that's where the competition is going to start. You started in the, summer, in, in the spring camps. You know, I thought our offensive line looked fine. We started off you know, struggled a little bit. And I had a little G-Day recap, right? Other than that, though, as the game, as that spring game went on, they started to handle themselves better. And that's what I like to see. Because you know, you're getting these guys reps and you're getting the chemistry build up. And that's why I like Kirby's uh, you know, idea of staying the ones against the ones and the twos against the twos. And you didn't really see a lot of rotation. You didn't see a guy that was on the two squad playing coming in for the one. It was literally the ones versus the ones and the twos versus the twos. That's the way that needs to be. Because you get more out of a spring game. You know, you see these guys coming in, you know, and, and switching it up, and sure, it looks good and the scores it can be what it is. But that's not telling you shit about your team. It really isn't. So you have your ones against your ones. You see for a full for the full entirety of the spring game what you're looking like. How are you handling yourself? Okay, you got your ass kicked in front. At the beginning, you you were slow, just struggled a little bit. You got your ass kicked by, you know, Jordan Davis, Devontae White. About anybody is going to have that happen. But the 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 adaptation to to get better as the game went on. All right. Second half, you know, JT and company look really damn good, right? Pull out ahead and finally ultimately win the game. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see these dog fights every single play. I wanted to see how guys reacted. You know, I wanted to see how Tate Rallage looked, right? Tate Rallage looking in, coming in with the ones at right guard, right? Jordan Davis and Devontae kind of gave him fits. But at the end of the day, he also made some good plays. You that's what you want to see. So we saw our guys get better right before our eyes. So I'm not knocking it. Uh, Chad says he's still he's going to hang his hat on this. The entire season hinges on the offensive line. Uh, if they ha- if they step up and handle their business, we can win it all. Uh, to your point, I think it's more than the offensive line. I think while, while your answer is correct, I think there's more to it. And I think we've been in this situation before. Even with the talent that we don't – the talent that we have right now, in my opinion, it, we're deeper, on at least on the offensive side of the ball, deeper than where we were when we went to the playoffs and, and with, in 2018 and, you know, and, and when we went to, the, you know, the fifth, you know, fifth spot ultimately after losing to Bama right, in the SEC championship game. I think we're better now than we were then. But that doesn't mean shit if these guys don't come out and they don't play hard every single fucking game, come out – I know they got the chip on their shoulder, guys. Remember, all these guys came back, unfinished business. That was that right there was the motto for all these guys coming back. That right there told me they have a chip on their shoulder and they are more than ready to come out this year, bust some ass, get to the playoffs, win a national title. That's their goal. That told me exactly what I needed to see. But they got to get it done. They do. And, and, and this is, and like Chad said earlier, be ready. The the twos, the threes, be ready. You have to step up and be ready because it's a long season. It really is. You, you know, not everybody's going to be fortunate to sit there and deal with no injuries, right? You're going to get beat up. You're more than likely going to get injured. And also guys are going to get tired. You can't sit there and play Jordan Davis every single play. You can't do it. That's why we've got the depth build up. You sit there, you put them in, you know, in the first couple downs, and then you move in Trayvon or Jalen Carter you know, side out Adam and Nolan, you know, do that right there on third down and bring the fucking house, you know, stuff like that. That's just the way I see it. It's going to happen. Our defense will be fine. 
And, you know, obviously with the with the in experience at the secondary, it's going to really rely on not only them getting ready in camp and getting ready throughout the season, um, you know, but the front seven is going to help them out. I hope, you know, I think that's going to happen. The front seven is going to help them out. And I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, and obviously, you know, it's going to be curious. Uh, you know, I, I'm being in North Carolina. Uh, you know, the actual news comes out that you're expected a full capacity for Charlotte September 4th. Huge news. I think we knew it was coming just a matter of when. Basically, now that they're expecting that to happen, I guarantee you the game is about to be even more lit than anybody could think it would be. Uh, you know, because it's going to be wild. It really will. Bank of America gets loud. It does. And, you know, Clemson's going to travel well, and Georgia will too. This, so it's going to be a fun game. It really, really will. Um, th- you know, that's really what I'm looking forward to. Uh, but, you know, obviously we talked about the draft. This will be our first experience of what these 2022 guys, will, you know, uh, draftees, right? We'll get to see them and let them start their season off on a good note, right? Let that happen. You sit there, you play against Clemson, you do damn good. You know, Jordan Davis sits there and shows why he's the best defensive tackle in the country. You know, JT or, you know, whoever's at receiver, you know, JT starts balling out, right? Zeus runs some score, uh, runs for a score or two. You know, James Cook maybe gets a touchdown pass. You name it. That's going to stick with these guys. And the NFL knows it. They know it. They know it. So it's going to be huge. It it really will be a huge thing um, to keep up with September 4th. And recruits are going to keep up with it as well. We know this. We absolutely know this. But on that note, folks, we are going to wrap it up for the day. Obviously, we talked about the draft. Uh, you know, very successful overall. Glad to see that. I think it's going to get. I think the record is going to get broken in 2022. We shall see how that goes. I genuinely think that's going to happen. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Chad Buchanan thinks there's one coming down the pipe soon. We'll see. We shall see. So keep your eyes on that. Maybe on Commitment Watch. We'll see. Maybe, you know, somebody from the portal. Don't know. We'll see what happens. But on that note, for uh, for today's episode, that is all. Uh, go dogs, and I will catch you on the uh, flip side.